The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. And welcome, welcome to the other side of the news. Tonight, being Christmas Eve, we thought we would honor the holy days, whether it be Solstice, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. They all acknowledge the impact of light on our consciousness in our lives. These past months have been dark as winter has closed in on us, forcing us to slow down and thoughtfully consider what is before us. Many debates among family members, friends, and even within ourselves. It seems that no answers are simple anymore. No one escapes the sting of conflicted views with family members on the right course of action to preserve our health and our freedoms. This is a time of great change, individually and collectively. We are being forced to turn within ourselves for our own answers. Authorities that we once trusted no longer hold us in their spell. We are questioning everything, and rightfully so. It's time to hone our inner senses, to sharpen our intuition, to connect with our core being, to discover our inner truth. This season is an opportunity for great reflection as we pause before entering the new year, a new cycle. So here we are on a precipice of new beginnings and with it, the expansion of consciousness into unknown territory. It requires that we be truthful with ourselves Trust in our ability to receive and comprehend the messages of spirit and the courage to act on those divine impulses. Our guests tonight are two amazing individuals who have done just that. They have connected with their core being, their core truth, and from that alignment, that resonance of full integrity, They are creating amazing realities and touching the lives of millions around the globe who are moved by the messages of Cryon. 
I'm delighted to announce that tonight we are joined by Lee Carroll and Monica Morani, who will share with us their personal experience with this inner knowing and how we can cultivate that resonance to create joyful, loving realities. Before we go there, I want to share some changes that are coming up on the horizon. For me personally, this is a time of great change. I have been feeling my spirit calling to me once again to express my soul with my art. For nearly five years, I have creatively engaged with Richard C. Hoagland on the other side of midnight and lovingly saw it through some very difficult and hard times, bringing it to its current incarnation. Then, in April 2020, I co-created The Other Side of the News with Timothy Saunders, Andrew Curry, and Annette Driscoll. With the new year comes a new phase in my life as I retire from The Other Side of Midnight to devote my energies to the nonprofit Global Peace Media and to our show, The Other Side of the News, and to my art and to my Mars research. Now, both shows are on a path to evolve to the next step. The Other Side of Midnight will soon have a real webmaster, a real webmaster, <laughs> who is going to rebuild and revitalize the site. Yay! I can't wait. However, some patience will be needed. Yes, some patience will be needed during this transition time when he is building the new site that will be easy to navigate and no longer confusing. As for the other side of the news, it will leave the nest to fly on its own. We at the other side of the news are deeply grateful to Richard C. Hoagland for the opportunity to start this show on his platform. We are now on an important countdown, that is, to move the other side of the news to a new standalone platform with a view to share our broadcast more widely, to reach a more diverse audience, to continue fortifying our resistance to shade and censorship, to strengthen our security against hackers and malware, and to accommodate the continually growing numbers of listeners. All along the way, we may potentially add some features, such as hmm, multimedia, we intend to evolve the fairer parts of the DNA that make up this show and streamline our workflow. You can track our evolution by following our Facebook page and our website, theothersideofthenews.com. We are also launching a new platform on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash theothersideofthenews. Lastly, I'd like to mention that if you are stuck for holiday gift ideas, here are a couple stocking fillers. Dr. Pam Popper, the previous guest on the other side of the news, has just released a new book called COVID Operation. What happened? Why it happened? And what's next? We look forward to inviting her back in the new year to update us on how well this has been received. And don't forget... 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has released a special tribute book entitled The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, The Global War on Democracy, and Public Health. I highly recommend you gift these books to people you love and cherish, as this may be literally their ticket to the future and the preservation of their freedom. Keep in mind, when these books become bestsellers, the message may finally get through to the 40%. This form of marketing seems to work very well for Elon Musk. So with that, I'd like to bring Timothy on. Good evening and Merry Christmas to everybody. With only a couple of hours to go before we make the transition to the other side of Christmas Eve, and only a week to New Year's Eve itself, I hope you are all starting to feel the holiday vibe. Sadly, many others around the planet are facing a less than festive countdown to various additional COVID protocols, tightening of mandates, and increased lockdowns. Just when people who are once again looking forward to spend time with family and friends. What a surprise. Did you see this coming? I do hope so. Unless, of course, you are allergic to critical thinking, or perhaps you are simply a new listener. I'm sure you could predict this latest crisis, like the script of a pantomime. The new variant, it's behind you. Where? It's behind you. Do you guys have pantomimes in the United States? Other than that, in the magical district of Columbia, anyway. So you may be interested to listen to these expert opinions. Keith, please roll Tim's sound excerpt one. Uh, This is a really serious threat at the moment. How big a threat? There are several things we don't know but all the things that we do know are bad. And the principal one being the speed at which this is moving. It is moving at an absolutely phenomenal pace. And therefore, between the time that it first starts to uh, really take off in a way people will be able to see, uh, and the point uh, when uh, we get to very, very, very large numbers will be quite a short one. And that I think is part of the issue. This is a record number of cases. I'm afraid we have to be realistic that records will be broken a lot over the next few weeks as the rates continue to go up. I am afraid there will be an increasing number of Omicron patients going into the NHS, going into hospital, going into intensive cares, uh, and the exact ratios we don't yet know, but that there will be substantial numbers and that that will begin to become apparent in my view uh, fairly soon after Christmas. This is the voice of Chris Whitty, England's puppet chief medical officer, outlining how Omicron is playing the villain in this Christmas narrative. And this, Keith, please roll Tim's sound excerpt number two. And you know, after four weeks, this is now our fourth week, there's no reason why you can't trust us when we say to you it's mild disease. Um, we're not saying that there will be sick patients. That's not what we're saying. We're saying the majority is mild. There's no need to at the hospitalize any of these mild cases. Um, there's no, really no need in these patients Um, recover within about five days, whether you are a child, whether you are 80 years of age, whether you've been vaccinated, whether you have not been vaccinated, whether you have suffered from mild diseases, other comorbidities, this is what we see. This is the real life. This is the real experience that we are having. And if we have seen that there are really severe diseases and cytokine storms, everyone was afraid that that might happen two to three weeks later. Well, in primary healthcare, we passed that three weeks and we haven't seen it. 
Um, again, highly contagious. Yes, you can have a million cases. You can have even more than that because it's highly contagious. But the severity of the disease is not Delta. It is mild disease. This is the voice of Dr. Anjali Kutze of the South African Medical Association outlining details how the Omicron situation is planning out. I would say she does not seem too concerned, but who is she? You may wonder. She is simply the doctor who apparently discovered this latest variant. Yes, according to unreliable mainstream and government sources, the moronic variant is apparently spreading so fast, the number of suspected cases is doubling in ever-decreasing intervals. Referencing a recent post on Max Egan's Telegram, if the official number of cases keeps doubling at the current rate from 14th December onwards, there will be some 26 billion global cases by the end of this year. Now, clearly, this narrative makes no sense at all. So, doubling? I don't think so. Still, I hear the booster market is going very well. This 15 days to flatten the curve really has become the gift that keeps giving, except it is far less of a gift to many, but more of a deliberate ambush on humanity, not only targeting our freedom, but also threatening our physical and mental health. Before the pandemic, I really had no idea so many residents of planet Earth were so blindly... Uh, brainwashable to the degree where so many were tricked into the first jab and now continue to buy into the minority's fake pandemic narrative. I hear Israelis are now going for their fourth. Dr. Matthias Desmet from Ghent University, who I featured in a previous opening, continues to offer one of the most robust theories why we as a civilization are where we find ourselves today. The only good news is that once one comes to terms with this uncomfortable truth, there really is no going back. The only way forwards is to be proactive in the peaceful refusal for all these unlawful restrictions and to co-create the bright, positive future we deserve, one that is appropriate for us and for future generations to come. Two stories stuck with me today. I know a distant friend who lives in Miami was posting on social media that they just had the booster in Florida, which is not even mandated. That's a really special strategy. And a colleague who invited me to attend a wedding during the summer, who is newly wed, newly jabbed, and now today announced she's newly pregnant. Well, what to say? I did not quote the latest findings, which clearly outlined the huge surge in vaxxed mothers who are unable to carry their babies, even through the first three months. Nor did I share the testimony from various funeral directors who have sadly revealed the massive increase in infant mortality since the jabbing season began. I simply congratulated her, wished her very well and said, I hope she will be a perfect mother to a healthy baby. We can all do well see where this is going, but what is it going to take to reach the circa 30% of the population who have totally bought in? Better news is it may be possible to convert the circa 40% segment of the population that clearly smells a rat, but has so far conformed rather than rebelled. In the UK, where the weak-minded, seemingly Teflon-coated prime puppet Boris Johnson once again finds himself in the epicenter of scandal, this time high-level politicians were caught red-handed partying during last Christmas lockdown. Johnson lied on camera and then proceeded to continue lying in the House of Commons. This relatively unimportant distraction seems to be causing quite some reaction, even on mainstream TV. Of course, the UK's puppet government, elected members and so-called opposition party just voted through a new bill to bring in Plan B COVID protocols over the holiday period, 
which include an ambitious drive to boost everyone before the end of the year and to introduce COVID passports in relation to attending large public gatherings, with further hints of intensified restrictions as early as next week. Surely those that can still critically think should be far more focused on this infringement of the freedom of the UK citizens than a pathetic politician lying about last year's Christmas party. Oh, and just to top it off, I see the BBC, or Brainwashing Bullshit Corporation, recently announced Simon Case will no longer lead the investigation into Partygate 2020. As, wait for it, one of the so-called meetings with wine and cheese was actually held in his own office. Corruption seems to be the new super-spreading variant, in my opinion. Anessa, what is your view of the build-up to the holiday season? That's, uh, I wanted to talk about that, actually, about 2021. And I call it the year of emerging truth. That's what I've kind of kept in my mind. And I really think that's true. There's so many things that we have been awakened to. Those that have wakened and are, are waking up are realizing so many things. If it's uh, anything from, like, uh, children being homeschooled and finding out they're not really being schooled now, are they? They aren't really learning much. And what they are learning, like critical race theory, things like that, we don't, we don't agree with. Uh, so that's actually a hard way to learn that, but a good thing to learn. And so we've got that kind of thing going on. We have people looking up legal terms in Black's Law and finding out what it really means, that a mandate, for example, is just that. It's just this thing that's out there that both parties have to agree to. Otherwise, it is a nothing. It's a big nothing burger. So it's mandated. Okay, well, I'm not agreeing with the mandate, so it doesn't apply to me. And if people understand that, then that's the end of that. Or the ability to stand together, the solidarity of standing shoulder to shoulder and standing on your square and not being knocked off and knowing how to stand there, knowing your constitutional rights. Constitution Constitution is like something that we know is out there, but people really, I don't even know if most people even ever read it. And it's the thing that protects us from our own government. And if we learned anything this year, we learned that, didn't we? Or we hopefully have, that we need to not trust that government entity that clearly and obviously at this point does not have our best interest at heart, is doing everything they can to erode every freedom and everything that gets handed to them, they'll just go for more. It will never stop. It will never stop until the people stop it. And that's something else we had to learn the hard way. This whole thing would roll backwards and, I mean, there's some damage that needs to be reversed at this point. But, you know, the whole thing would roll backwards if people would just stop complying. Stop complying and stand shoulder to shoulder. We have examples of it all over the world. The United States is a little strange that way. People think it's apathetic. I think it's a disorganization. We are so fractured because our, our government, the way it's set up, we actually were set up as a republic, which means we are to be governed from the bottom up. That gives the federal the least amount of power of everything. Uh, and we, we start from things like our school boards and our city councils. And the, the person who has the most uh, law strength in the entire county is the sheriff. And that's constitutional, constitutional sheriffs. You start hearing about that. There's all of this that we've had to learn the hard way. Some of us have been on the track for a long time. Some of this is all new. Some of us are just now uh, coming to these conclusions. Some people are still fast asleep. So for those fast asleep ones, and you're probably encountering them right now with your families, uh, my family is in some ways politically not so much fast asleep, but they certainly are uh, with 
or the Jabberdoos and all of that. So this has been really frustrating. I mean, it's hard for me. I've lost family members I'm uh, to this, and a lot of my friends have too. So this is a very difficult thing. But I also understand that not everyone is meant to make this jump right now in this body that they're in. They're not, we aren't all learning at the same speed. We aren't all, all going to progress at the same rate. And we certainly aren't all going to progress. There will be some people that don't. And this is something that we also have to come to terms with. So when it comes down to it, this Christmas and this whole holiday season that we have upon us, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, the holiday season is a time where we reassess, we, we look at what the year has brought us, what, what have we learned, what do we want to go forward with, what do we want to make better, what's important to us. And I think that 2021 taught us a lot about that. It taught us that family, friends, and doing what we love is what's important, not slogging away at a job we hate, you know, being stuck in traffic hours a day to commute to a job we can't stand, to dress in a way we don't want to, to have all kinds of restrictions put upon us, especially. I and mean, we never could have imagined this a year ago. We've got that going on. It's interesting. It shows up in all kinds of ways. I mean, I believe we're having the systematic destruction of our financial system. And there's a whole, that, that would be many shows in and of itself. But let's just say that there is clearly a problem so all of these things are going on and hitting us, and it's a really interesting wrap-up to the year where we see uh, a lot, because I know that we haven't, that the normies uh, have not even begun to see how much corruption, and I think that in order for people to step out of where they've been, they need to know where they've been. I wanted to go a little bit into all of the things that we have been experiencing collectively as people on the planet. We're in World War III, whether... Uh, they call it that or not, absolutely it is. It qualifies by definition. You know, I like definitions. This is not the traditional or what we tend to think of as a war, not a kinetic war. And hopefully it won't be. That's what we're hoping for. But this is a, a war of information, a war of knowledge, a war that's spiritual. And most of all, it is a spiritual war. It is the war for good and evil. It is the war of the control over the planet and humanity itself. This is huge. It's momentous. And we come to the end of this year having experienced this, and we're still in it, and we are going to still be in it for a while. I do think that we are going to experience some pretty rough stuff for the next couple months, about two months, I'm guessing. I hate putting timelines out there because, as in anything with war, the enemy makes a play and the timeline changes, right? But I'm hoping that this is about where it is from what I can tell from my research. And then we are going to see things that are, are very favorable. Okay, so hold that out. Do not comply. Stand united. Use your critical thinking. Talk about it with your loved ones. Talk about it with anybody you can. Don't force your ideas. Ask questions. When people don't agree with you, ask questions. The best thing you can do. Uh, just, just bring it up in discussion and see what they think. This is the way you get people to open up. We are in the fog of war, and we are in this place, but we also are at the end of an incredible year like this planet's never had. We are at this precipice of jumping off to this new world that I believe is going to be beyond our ability to even imagine how wonderful things will eventually get here. But we do have to survive what we're in, 
and it does need to be exposed. But also understand that while one is in that or while the world is in that, many things happen that are very difficult to swallow, difficult to comprehend how or why. So I want to give you an example. So this past week, many people saw a interview of President Trump with uh, Bill O'Reilly. And in that interview, he talked about getting the third the booster. Now, before we know that he was saying that the booster was just a rotten way to make money, basically. Now, there's a lot of ways to interpret this. We know that he has spoken in code many, many times. We know that. He did get a dog this past week and named it Booster. So he was asking the interview, did you get Booster? And he said, yes. So was it that? We don't know. Because in a war situation, you have misinformation, disinformation from both sides. You have, uh, you have false flags, false sides. You have all kinds of things that are so confusing. You have controlled opposition. You have all of these things going on. We've had all these things going on, and it's ramping up, and it's getting even more confusing. This, as a story, if it was written, would be the most amazing, plot-twisting, turning thing that we've ever, we could ever imagine. And we're actually experiencing it. As we are into this holiday, we need to understand collectively what we need to do as humanity. So we need to understand that we need to tune into that intuitive part deep in our soul that speaks to us all the time if we would only listen. The sovereignty that we have that was God-given that has no man over us, our God-given immunity. Don't let man alter your God-given immunity. It's (laughs) so much more powerful than anything man made blows it away, right? But mostly it's about that that connection to yourself, that connection that knows, that subconscious part of you that actually already knows right from wrong, what's true and what's false. If you can tune into that only to the point of even just being comfortable, or if you can't, find people that can help you, find support systems. Talk to your family. If your family isn't getting it, then find a new family. In other words, I'm not saying abandon your old family. I'm saying find new people that are like family to you. That's what I've had to do. And it does work. So we have this situation where we've got Trump. I want to come back to this because this, this is the most perfect example I can think of. But we shouldn't be following anybody blindly. There's no savior that's going to save us. We are each our own savior. We are each need to step up and step into the places that we should have been standing and just didn't know any better. If Trump told you to take a booster, would you? I personally wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about it. Let me illustrate it a little bit more clearly. If Trump told you to go to the edge of a high cliff and jump off of it, would you? Just because somebody says something, do you do that? No. You have to take your own responsibility. You have to take your own initiative in your own intuition plays into this, your own consciousness. If you're feeling that holiday, uh, not quite the same, I'm not. Well, there's a reason for it. And just love yourself and love your family and love being with whoever you can be on the holidays and as we go through this time and enjoy yourself. 
take a break, enjoy yourself. That is where we find ourselves at this holiday season. And I, I think that we are incredibly lucky to actually be on the planet right now and experience this. It's uncomfortable. It seems unfair. I've complained and bitched and moaned. But in the end, I think when we all come through this, that we will have an experience. This is, this is something that's never happened before. So enjoy your holidays with your family. Appreciate them. And if their family doesn't appreciate you, find someone who does. Find, find the right place for you. But do take your own autonomy. Do take your own sovereignty for yourself. And in that place, coming from that place of strength, you can give others so much more strength. And that's what we need on the planet. We need to unite, be strong for ourselves, and be strong for each other. And to overcome these people, whatever they are, that are trying to basically obliterate humanity. And I, I, I don't want to sound super negative, you know, but we truly are in this place, and it's unique, and it's different. And look at the things that we are progressing in and look at the ways that humanity is waking up, growing up and understanding what and who they are in ways that have been hidden from us, have been, we have been dumbed down by this other group of people that believe they should lord over us. And now we're waking up. What a magnificent time to be on the planet. What a magnificent space to be in. That you all have a wonderful holiday and remember all of the things that we've come through together and uh, hopefully we will be covering some other uh, things in future shows. I would like to go deeply into the economic things. And I would like to go into how we got here. Because as you know, we must know our history. And we are doomed to repeat it. So enjoy your time. Take some time off at the end of this year. Think about what we want to create. Visualize it because that's how we create our new reality. Focus on that. Focus on what needs to happen and enjoy yourself. Tonight, we have our really wonderful guests that have been ahead of the curve for decades, literally, telling us about what's going to happen. I remember this cry on channeling and hearing about the big pharma and how big pharma was going to come down from this and all of that. And I've kept that in my mind this whole time as we've gone through this 21 months. And guess what? You're right. So I think we're going to have a real treat tonight. I'm so excited to be interviewing our guests, and I hope you really enjoy the show with us. Happy holidays, everybody. Next year is going to be the year of exposure and creating wonderful change. We've come to that time. We need to take a break. We're interviewing Lee Carroll and Monica Morani. Our show tonight is Reality Through Resonance. With Timothy Saunders and Kinthea and myself, Anetta, we'll be right back. The other side of midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non-linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. 
attached filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, $0.33 cents a day. Talk radio with pictures on demand. The other side of midnight.com. The only reason they've done that is because they know and have openly admitted that it's unenforceable. So if they kept everyone locked down over Christmas, they know that everyone's going to ignore it because you're going to go and see your family at Christmas. Of course you are. And they know that you've got 65 million people in the UK. You can't, you can't police 65 million people going to each other's houses for Christmas. You can't do it. There's not enough police officers. So what they've done to try and keep some kind of you know, appearance of power is give us those dates. So it's like, I know you're going around each other's houses, but we let you do it. Because that's better than keeping us locked down, us all doing it anyway, and them openly showing their weakness, which which they have. They can't enforce it. And, and the police chief, chief constable, has said as much that it's unenforceable. And so that's what I think people need to realize is that all these music venues could open, all these theaters could open, all these restaurants could open, all these bars could open, as long as they all opened because then it's unenforceable. Hello everyone, my name's Gareth Ike. It's been a pleasure to talk on the other side of the news. Fantastic conversation with Kinthea, Timothy and Annetta. And I wish you all the best with a fantastic podcast. Cross my aching heart Body language clear here Breathe my breaking heart Make my stand right here Action over hope Make my stand right here Action over hope Action And welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight's show is called 
Reality Through Resonance. And we are so fortunate to have Monica Morani and Lee Carroll as our guests. Co-hosting with me are Timothy Saunders, Annette Driscoll, and myself, Kinzia. Lee Carroll and Monica Morani work together as part of a joint mission to share the messages and teachings of Cryon's wisdom. Lee's relationship with Cryon began in 1989 when he experienced a profound, loving energy that awakened him to an understanding that God was much bigger than anything he was ever told. Since then, Lee has produced 14 Cryon books and was the co-author of three Indigo Children books. These Indigo books introduced the world to the term Indigo Children in 2000, spawning many follow-up books by various authors, a movie, a documentary, and lots of interest worldwide regarding our changing kids. The Indigo books have sold almost half a million copies worldwide in 23 languages. Lee is the original channel for Cryon, and his service to humanity as a channel for Cryon has been recognized by the Delphi Metaphysical University, who awarded him an honorary doctorate degree of science, transpersonal psychology, and metaphysics. In addition, Lee Carroll has been listed as one of the 100 most spiritually influential living people by the prestigious Watkins Mind Body Spirit magazine from the UK for over six consecutive years. In 2012, Monica Morani began her journey with Lee when she launched her first published book, The Gaia Effect. Monica went on to publish three more subject-driven books from the vast collection of client channels. As a result, she has masterfully helped to tie together the complex subject of who we are and why we are here. Throughout her books, Monica has posed dozens of questions to Cryon that provide us with greater understandings and new realizations about our esoteric truths. Their partnership in the Cryon work has resulted in the creation of three beautifully illustrated oracle card decks, two Cryon apps for the smartphone, and a weekly online gathering of old souls who participate in the Healing Wednesday program. Lee and Monica's websites are cryon.com, that's K-R-Y-O-N.com, cryonmasters.com, and monicamurani.com. You can find those addresses in their bio on the page. Cryon's teachings have had a profound impact on my life, and I frequently shared Cryon's insights and my links on this show. It is my very great honor and joy to welcome you both, Lee and Monica, to the other side of the news. Welcome. 
Yeah, yeah. We're here. <laughs> we are here. So we're we're excited to be on the other side of the <laughs> I'm so delighted. I'm so delighted. <laughs> so, Lee, Cryon has been so outspoken on many topics that go contrary to popular thought, giving us many directions we could go from the fall of big pharma to the science of what's happening in our solar system, the truth of the real climate change to the Pleiadians who seeded us with divine consciousness, the indigo children, and ultimately the transformation of our species. So whether one accepts there was a God-like man called Jesus, on this Christmas Eve, Millions celebrate Jesus as a symbol of transformation that is possible to all of us. Being with that spirit, I'd like to start with you and ask you about your personal transformation. What shifted within you, the energy that you integrated, and the impact on how you function in life. And likewise, Monica, the ways that the cryon energy has shifted your life experience. These are great questions because uh, they span, for me, they span 32 years. For her, maybe about 12. I'm not really sure she can tell that. And um, the the best thing I could tell you is that the energy was very, very different um, 32 years ago when I started. I'm an engineer. I'm still an engineer. People think that I got converted to the new age woo-woo stuff, wind chimes and fruit loops, and I threw everything away, put on a robe, <laughs> you know, and, and walked into the distance. I mean, honestly, that's the way my friends um, see what happened to me. We talk about, and Crian talks about, our dialogue, and that is perhaps our narrative or our story, which is our truth. We grow up really with what I, what I will call programming. And they, uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that whatever it is that our parents believe and uh, that gets transferred to us and so profoundly. I mean, it starts out with uh, church and then goes even to politics. So many times we are who our parents were and what, and what they said. So this is the, the box we we're in. I was in my engineering box and very happy with it. And I actually made fun of all the things that are esoteric and metaphysical when I started. So the first answer to your question of what happened to me originally, it took three years after I started channeling Cryon, which is another story of how that happened. But you, this is the question you asked. And in that, um, there was a profound shift. And the first thing that happened, of course, is that I found a greater truth. And I tell people, if you want to know, you know what this is about, it's about finding something you didn't expect and that nobody told you was there. And that is where it starts. And what I found was um, far, far different than, than anything that my church ever told me, that I was not born dirty and that I was uh, actually born magnificent, which actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> if you have a, a beautiful, loving God who puts us on the planet. Um, and he, and you know, and the narrative, the story is that, of course, that uh, one person did something bad, uh, you know, thousands, thousands, years, I mean, hundreds of thousands years ago, and we're all being punished for it, which doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, what if God gave us uh, something that was magnificent, a piece of God itself? We're born divine. That is how we see it. That's the bigger truth. And if that's the truth, we ought to have tools to use it. We ought to become and have the ability to become a lot more like Jesus, like we're celebrating today, which is not um, blasphemous at all. I mean, in fact, that's what I think Jesus wanted. And I think that's what the master said is be like me. And so 
that's where it started. And that was the big shift and the truth for me, a bigger truth. And I say three, it took me three years. And the reason is because I'm, I'm stubborn and obstinate and had a, a truth that I had to unlearn. I had to reframe everything I had ever learned. Uh, and I lost all my friends because in the reframing of that, they didn't want to be near me because they saw I was, I was changing and different and didn't want to do what they wanted to do anymore. So through the years, there have been um, a lot of upgrades. So let's, let's say, you know, if what I got was an operating system, it's been upgraded like every few years. And it was, it's true. We go through layers of awareness and whatever, whoever we are today um, can be uh, something, a whole different thing for in three or four years from now. And I like that. And that means that we're learning. We're learning how to use these mastery tools. And um, and part of the, the thing is between the way I was as another guy and the way I'm now is I'm slow to anger, if ever. Um, I look at things different. Um, the issues and the problems of the day are uh, – there's no reaction um, now. There's no knee-jerk thing. It's just observation and compassionate action and return and all manner of things that Crying has taught me. And it's actually coming into mastery, I would say, and in, in, in the only way we can as human beings. But it's changed me vastly and greatly and not all at once. As I say, it's been a very, very slow, slow process. So I'm not the person. I was even five years ago. Uh, and of course, I'm not the person I was 30 years ago. That was a Lee Carroll in another dimension because what we are doing truly is to find uh, a multidimensional way of working. We are actually closer to our souls, I think. The veil, we talk about the veil, and if you want, we'll talk about that. But it truly is um, a veil of our own creation. It, it veils us from learning who we are, and as we learn who we are, the veil starts to lift, and we go, aha, and we get better. So in a nutshell, and as more than a soundbite for this show, that's what happened to me. Now, Monica, she now she has her own story because she was a one when, uh, when all this started for her. She was a ranger, a park ranger in Australia. That's true. And the shift for me was when my marriage fell apart and I felt as though my world had shattered and I didn't know what to do with it. I was in so much pain and grief and despair. And my childhood was growing up with my parents being Roman Catholic. In particular, my mother was a strong influence and we would go to church. It was beautiful. You mentioned the celebration of Jesus. That was a big part of our life, especially around Christmas. Being Hungarian immigrants, we would celebrate Christmas Eve. That's when we would have our celebration. And yet when I had this experience, interestingly, I, I didn't really feel I had any answers coming from the church. I was just so in despair. And I think by that stage, I wasn't even really going to church or practicing that religion. And it was a friend that would gently tap me on the shoulder and say, you should go see my wife, Linda. She does Reiki and spiritual healing. And I didn't relate to that at all. But he was so insistent that eventually I said I would go and it was only to stop him from asking me to go, not because I thought anything would happen. And yet something opened up when I had that spiritual 
healing session. And I knew I, I was living in Australia. I knew I had to go to New Zealand. I had this vision where I was to go to New Zealand. I went to New Zealand and my first yoga class, I was given Cryon book. And reading those words from Cryon, every cell in my body vibrated. And there was such a feeling and remembrance of home just from reading words on a page. And that really began my journey. And like Lee said, things happen through awareness and over time. And I remember, I must confess that in the early days of my honeymoon with learning about energy work and cryon, I would have some strong arguments with my mother because she was so concerned about me being seduced by the new age and constantly wanting to give me the information on the only truth, which was her truth and what she had been taught about Jesus being the way and the truth and the light. Now that attribute of my mum has not changed, but what has changed is me through cryon. And I pretty much the only one in my family that can call my mother and spend time with her and allow her to express that ecstatic joy and love she has for Jesus and the saints and what's happening in her day and her devotional prayers. And I can allow her that connection without trying to make her wrong or make her see a different way and just hold her in that compassion and light. And when she comes to me and tells me her dream, which is that I will one day find Jesus, I can just hold that intent for her and not react. And that's one of the things that has been a beautiful result, which I didn't expect. I never could have seen how I could reconcile such a difference with my mother to now be in that situation where I only feel love. Wow. So what I'm hearing from both of you is that this shift initiated a shift with all your relationships. And that brings me to my next curious question. Uh, We hear from physicists that there are multiple universes, and I'm looking around at the landscape of today, and there is so much contrast and so much divide. And I and I wonder, well, like, what is the way through all of this? Because Big Pharma's got their agenda about how they're going to transform us. And then we have Cryon's perspective. And I'm wondering, are we actually in a shift of multiple universes? Are these universes pulling apart? Or how is this working? I, I just like I keep trying to resign myself to resolve the question of, well, this is going over here that looks very ugly, but, you know, you have to take out the trash. So, you know, let it be revealed, let it come out. And then you have all these relationships going through huge changes, families in in divides. And so how is this awareness uh, unfolding in terms of the planetary transformation of of what we're going through? It's happening right on time. (laughs) Brian talked about this um, many, many years ago, 
And it's difficult to know even where to begin. And to tell folks that uh, this is all actually something we've created for ourselves is tough because there's been so much uh, death. You know, if you take a look in Scripture, it was, uh, and not just just um, the Christian Scripture or Jewish Scripture, you will find that the years of 2000 and beyond were always years that something was going to happen. So metaphorically, whether we had Armageddon or whether we had World War III or the rapture or whatever, you realize that there has been predictions all along um, of, of these things, almost universally. When you go back to the indigenous, they had the same thing, and that's the 2012. And uh, it's, it's the Maya, you know, of course, who were the most popular with the uh, end of the Maya calendar in 2012. Most people don't even know that they have a new calendar because that was the end of a 5,000-year group of Pachacutis, as they say, and which was uh, an old consciousness. And Maya say that the, they had put a new calendar up because the, the plan is going to change consciousness. And that was Cryon's message from the beginning. And if you look at the... Uh, um, the book in 1993, which is called The End Times, Cryon said, it's a very small book, still in print, that there would be no Armageddon. What we got instead is almost like we have a war. And it's not a war that is a is um, shooting war or an exploding war. It's a, it's a war of light and dark. And this is what Cryon said would come. With a higher consciousness on the planet, there is a metaphor. If you're in a dark place and you're in the dark place for years and years, maybe decades, maybe hundreds of years, the same place, what happens when you turn on the light? And the answer is all of the dirt shows. All of the ugly things start to pop out. And not only do they pop out, but when there's light being shined on things that, were, that used to be in the dark, they get aggressive. And so now you have what exactly that, and you have um, aggressive situations we never thought we would see, which is causing anger and division, and all of that is asking us to make decisions. Everybody has to make a decision now, if you've noticed, and that is just the beginning. And Crying said we are at the cusp of the beginning of this dark and light. And so we have to get through it. And the best way to get through it is to take care of ourselves. And we've just highlighted this um, just in the last question is we're going to do a lot better if we are um, not going to be angry and we're not going to fight and march in the streets and all these things. And this there is, um, you know, in a minute, I'll tell you what Crying says that we can do that will make a difference on the planet. But back to this, this whole idea, where are we? Um, let me let me just um um, expose something. You, uh, well, everybody is wringing their hands and they're saying this is awful and all. You're not looking at a big picture at all. The big picture. Let's look at just two things. The Me Too movement. How long do you think that women have been subjected in the way they have um, and all the things that go with it? How long has that been happening? And if you, it's not a rhetorical question. I mean, let's answer it. It's uh, thousands of years. And it's never gotten any better. And then our society, the 200 years or so we've been here as America, it has been the way of it. And women had to do this or that to get any attention. They were always second place. They always had to, you know, endure the what they had to endure. And suddenly that changed. Now, tell me, what is it that would have changed something that was so stable in the dark? And now we find out 
with the Me Too movement. Yes, Me Too. I had to do that. And this is what this guy did and all that. And suddenly, if you take a look at it, it's changed our culture. It's changed the way we act. We have uh, men who are starting to pay the price for it. It's uh, all of these things happened. And you're going, well, why? Why? Why now of all kinds would this happen? And I'm telling you, the light is being turned on. That's what's going on. Higher consciousness is starting to um, be there, and it's changed everything. Now, the next thing. Uh, how long have um, priests been abusing children? And the answer is probably since the beginning of church, and that would be thousands of years. I mean, we even had a, you know, a thousand cases in in um, Pennsylvania. Uh, I think it was said. Um, I mean, take a look at this. So much has that been revealed that it has changed the church. And now we have a pope. Um, and Christ talked about this pope. In fact, he even predicted that pope. And we have that pope who is acknowledging it and trying his best to, to do something about it. And that is new. Before, they just swept it under the the rug. Now we've got the leader of the church involved. How long did that take and why now? Do you see a little bit of what I'm saying? Okay. Now take a look at what is going on with us now. I don't want to get into things that will make the listener turn off, but you have vax or no vax. You have mandates or no mandates. You have uh, pharmacies who are not allowed to make a pres prescriptions on substances that they don't you know, that big pharma doesn't want them to, to um, have anymore. So somebody's in control, in control of something. There's going to be a time, follow the money, where you're going to say, hey, something really inappropriate has gone on here. We're being controlled. I mean, it's, it's one thing to, to have mandates and all these, and another thing to shut people up who say, I would like to talk about this a little bit. No, you don't. You're not going to talk. And so we have, uh, you know, people like uh, Dr. Mercola being shut down, and uh, that, that that is not us. That's not how we operate. People ought to at least be allowed to have an opinion, and state the opinion, and and have uh, say, uh, I'd like you to know that uh, a, a good immune system is going to help you. So here are the things for a good immune system. But I'm sorry, you can't buy them anymore because we're not allowed to. So something's going on. So that, my friend is going to be exposed. That's another thing that you're seeing for a while, and it won't last forever. So it's there now. But believe me, it ain't going to stay because the light's going to be turned on, just like the, the abuse of the, uh, that I've just talked about, of both women and kids with priests and all. It's here in an ugly way, and eventually it's going to be seen. Christ says there'll be revelations. There may be even a movie about it. It's going to be the same thing that happened when we found out with tobacco. Um, that they were, of course, addicting our children, and they had a cartoon, and they knew that it caused cancer. And you know what happened with that. We shut that, basically shut that down, and now we don't smoke anymore. Uh, by the way, the, the rest of the world does. So Americans in particular, they look at us and go, oh, you guys are crazy. And then they realize, well, maybe not. I think the a lot of the exceptionally um, uh, large number of deaths from COVID in Europe were caused because they smoke. In other words, they would catch COVID and it's a respiratory virus. And because they already had weakened their immune system so much and because their lungs were filled with, with whatever from smoking, I think they were more susceptible and uh, I think more died because of that. So we're, we're starting to learn um, a lot of 
of, of things about this, but all the inequities that are going on and the things that we don't like and the things that we see here that are not appropriate, it's not going to last. It won't be forever. But these things take time to reach a tipping point. And the tipping point, wherever that is and whenever that is, will occur. And when it does, that will come crashing down too. When we find out um, how COVID got to where to us, and when we find out then what happened next, and when we follow the money, I think there's going to be some revelations and some very uh, big disappointments in um, in some of our own leaders. So that that's what I believe. And it, it, it's not going to come necessarily on some kind of schedule. I'm not going to say, well, it's going to be a year from Thursday. So we don't know um, when that's happening. But that should help you to understand that we are in the middle of something that was predicted. So uh, what are you going to do about it? So this is where Crying says, it's how we treat it personally, how we treat each other personally. Because once we start understanding our own mastery, it's almost like it's infectious, it's light, it's joy. It starts to broadcast, I would say, um, a greater consciousness. It, it's, it's something that you're very attracted to. Can I talk about Jesus? I want, um, and, uh, you know, when you, when you look at uh, his mastery and who he was, people just wanted to follow him because they felt good. They felt good, or they felt good sitting around him. And that is the message. That's what's going to happen when we start understanding our maturity, our own mastery, not to react, and getting through this in a mature, spiritually mature way. People are going to be attracted to us. And this, um, the entire thing, it, it, it seems odd that that would make a big difference in the, in the world, but it will. And that has always been what Christ has taught. So, it's very, very passive, but it's aggressive in that when we shine light, it starts to show the dirt. That's, um, it's not us to reveal it. It's just that what happens, it is revealed when we act a certain way and are a certain way. Okay, we need to hold it there. We're at a break time. So you're listening to The Other Side of the News. And our wonderful guests are Lee Carroll and Monica Morani. The show is called Reality Through Resonance. We shall return. As you continue to work on yourself, the tribe comes forward. They'll come right to your door. So just keep doing the work and it'll come together. Yep, as you increase your frequency, then you become more mature in your manifestation abilities and your other higher senses and gifts come online and then you have more power to make your world different and better and how you want it. And so that's why working on yourself is so important because then you're going to create the reality that you want rather than get sucked into the dystopia that's being created by the negative or shadow side. We're becoming uh, Renaissance men and women where we have multiple skill sets and we can dance from science into art and we can use both sides of our hemispheres and we can realize how much we have to really offer and uh, grow into. And this is what's happening now. This is where we're headed into a really beautiful place. So we can rejoice in that despite the fear, despite what it looks like on the outside. This is how disease transforms. The mess 
in the chaos is necessary in order to see what you have before you so you can clean it up and just make decisions to change your reality. If you don't see it, how do you know it's there to even be changed? Or if you ignore it, right? Then how can you make the differences? You can't. So the mess is before us, accept our mess, and now know that that's part of empowerment to be able to see and to be able to transform it. Hi, this is Amanda Vollmer, and I was on the other side of the news, and I really enjoyed my time discussing deeper topics and really getting to the heart of truth and the things that matter in this world and what we are doing and why we're here and and what we're heading towards. I really recommend listening in and and learning, uh, expanding your awareness and your knowledge. It's important and these are the times to do it and we're being asked to pay attention and to challenge ourselves and uh, think beyond beyond the box. And welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight's show is Reality Through Resonance with Lee Carroll and Monica Morani. This is Annetta. Uh, I love I love that analogy of shining the light on the dirt because that's exactly what I was going to ask you about. So kind of, actually, you just covered a bunch of my questions, so I'm going to have to move on to new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I also love that at the beginning you were talking about being an engineer and um, you know really making fun of things. I I I, I suffered the same fate and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm moving. I'm not quite at the same place, but I'm moving along that direction. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk, I guess, since we've, we've covered most of what I had originally thought I was going to bring up, um, I wanted to talk about the layers that we're going through in relationship to the allowing for the other views. In other words, so many of us are experiencing this fracturing within our families, and Monica talked about that. I'd like to dive a little deeper with both of you into that, that area of how we can handle that. And also at the same time, and this may be the same answer, about making a difference, what we can do right now that would uh, bring peace, uh, bring help, bring change, whatever it is, uh, what, what could we best focus on in our, our lives out there being kind of active, like activists, and also within our, our personal relationships and maybe those are two different things or maybe they're the same answer. I think they're very pertinent questions because I feel that everyone on the planet now is going through some kind of difference of opinion with either family or friends that they know. We're used to having people we love, our friends and family share our opinions. We, we tend to agree on a lot of things. And those are now the people that we always felt we could rely on with being in agreement with us. Suddenly, they have a different view on something. And it becomes incredibly difficult to be at peace with that other person's view. Lee already mentioned what those difference of views are. So 
a phrase that I read recently in a book called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer. The book begins with a quote that says, I did not come to teach you. I came to love you and love will teach you. And that is something that when we apply to our own lives personally can really shift that discord that we feel with someone else. We recently had a seminar and a very distraught mum came to talk to me. She was distraught because her teenage daughter decided she wanted the vaccine and the mother was distraught because she didn't believe it was the best thing to do physically for her body. And the daughter was not open to listening to the mother and the mother was very angry at the daughter for doing something. And I boiled it down to the fact that why was she so concerned for her daughter? And the real answer was love. She is so loving her daughter wants the best for the daughter. And I said, this should be the point of how you communicate to your daughter. It should be telling your daughter, no matter what you decide to do with your body, I will always love you. Know that that is my number one thing. And now I wish from that place of love to share with you why I don't feel I would like you to have the next booster shot for the vaccine. And then you present your information from a place of love and then accept that whatever she decides, you're going to love her no matter what because you're her mom. And that's what she really wants to hear the most. And of course, mom really got the key point of that message and was very moved. And I feel that when we come from that place of love and let love guide your decision as to how to treat the other person. Let that be the compass of how you even begin the conversation to begin with. And on a second point, when we see things, it, this is now when you see something happening, not a personal friend or a relative, but a circumstance or a situation you see that just really gets you upset because of the dysfunction and you get frustrated and disappointed. There's a phrase that Crying gave us that I hold on to and Cryon said that truth will seek its highest level. And over and over I have seen situations where it was not in integrity, it was not correct, and yet when I focused on that situation and trusted that truth would seek its highest level and gave intent for that to happen, over time it dissolved the situation. So I think that's really what Crying is saying for us to hold fast, develop our personal mastery, and we will get through this very bumpy ride that we're on. And Lee had said recently some beautiful quotes on mastery. I wonder, Lee, if you remember those mastery uh, quotes, is that mastery is when you can have everything around you in chaos and still you remain rock steady and fast and peaceful 
in that connection with a greater source because we are not our body. We are not our emotion. We are not our mind. We are the all that is energy. And everything else is just a distraction. Crying, I think one of the things he says, crying does not, um, he says, mastery does not react, it observes. Mm. And and then creates compassionate action. Here's an example of this. It's not giving away your power. It's an example of love. It's that um, we have a, a friend who has had COVID. Many have had COVID and, and uh, recovered. In fact, um, if you want to know what the statistics are that are not really shown, it's over 99% of those who get it recover. And so that you, you have the natural antibodies. And unless um, science has drastically changed, that's going to be for a very, very long time. We know that with um, with all diseases and all viruses, and when you get it and the antibodies are there, you have natural protection. And uh, going to a Christmas dinner. And so the family says, I want you to either be vaccinated or wear a mask or be tested or something to come to our dinner tonight. (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) It's tough for relatives to get together and and have that mandate and somebody in the family says that. So how do you react to that? Let's say you've had had, um, COVID and this person said, well, I have the natural antibodies. I'm I'm not going to give it to you and I'm not going to receive it because I have natural antibodies. And they say, well, the news says differently and therefore we want to have you wear a mask the whole time you're with us. And so there is no reaction there. And the person says, you know, I love you enough to not argue with you at all. I'd be happy to wear a mask so I can be with you at this precious time. We love you so much. And so they wear a mask and they're going to wear a mask. So did you give away your power or did you give away love? (laughs) So it's not every case is that clear cut, but you see where we're going with this. It's you can change. Um, other people's opinions um, by by how you react to things instead of reacting, instead you know you observe instead. So the dinner is going to happen, and it's going to be a good one. And one person will be masked who already had COVID, which may or may not be accurate, but it's done in love. And they'll see you love me enough to do this so we can be together. And that's the whole point, you know. What's the perception there? The perception is give love. Okay, so I, I'd like to play the devil's advocate here because uh, I'm like that. Uh, so I hear what you're saying, and I get the point of being in love, but what about the idea that factually we know that the mask is actually damaging for the person who's wearing it? So how does that resolve? Because I, I personally I personally would not be willing, no matter how much I love someone, I wouldn't be willing to to put my own lungs at risk because we know that those are the people that are getting ill. So how, how do we how do we do that on that level? If you're someone like me that feels that strongly, even though I love and I'm, I'm not dealing with this with my family because I'm not seeing them. But yep, what we know is that you're absolutely right. And the masks um, breathing carbon dioxide for long periods of time is not very good for you. There's all manner of things that the masks are doing that are harmful. A mask for three or four hours will not hurt you in the scheme of things. A mask wearing it for weeks will, and that's what we know. So it's not you're not okay. putting yourself at risk for for a few hours. Okay. Okay. That's a good, I mean, I just wanted our audience to kind of hear that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. an Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, I love what you're saying about the truth, uh, seeking its highest level. That's a great one to remember. I talk about this, uh, with people all the time. I'm like, yes, yeah, all kinds of great stuff's happening. Don't you see it? It's, it's coming out. It's like truth has a way of pushing its way up through the cracks in the sidewalk, no matter what truth always surfaces, it always comes up. 
So I, that's I think a, that's, that's, a, that's a great uh, now. It's like it's like thing. Um, I love the fact that, uh, you know, a fresh lava flow, it's only a matter of weeks before you see new growth pushing its way through all that rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I'm going to use that and not give you credit. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, that's an honor. Uh, so, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about our individual ways that we can um, that we can participate or not uh, in this. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty fiery person. I, I'm a, you know, I, I've got that in my personality. I'm a fighter. Um, I don't like what's going on. I don't like seeing our freedoms go away. So what's the best way that we can, you know, be out there and, and feel like we are helping the situation but not hurting the situation? We've got to understand, if you, you either believe it or not, that time is going to be um, on our side, that we will see the, uh, the plant pushing up through the lava. We will on the sidewalk. We'll see truth eventually hit its highest level. So it doesn't really uh, – knowing if you believe that, if you truly believe that, you're knowing that uh, your fireness, fireness doesn't help if you march in the street with signs. Instead, you uh, have a compassionate actions. so you're going to show others – in your fieriness and in your all your belief, you are gentle with it. You are um, one who can state what you feel, but at the same time show compassion for others who don't feel the same way. Mm, that's a challenge for someone like me, honestly. It's a very it's day that's that's the challenge of mastery. And you're right. It's it's hard to do. Um, and believe me. I know that. <laughs> I, I love the example when Lee and I went to India and we had someone give us a beautiful talk about Gandhi and the movement Gandhi created. This, this situation reminds me of that because when we feel, and I, I can get into that fiery, oh my God, this is terrible. We should be doing something, energy of it. And what I learned with Gandhi and that non-violent approach to protest, that was something they did in training. It is not automatic. And I did not know this fact, but part of the training was having a, a human stand there and have someone come up and, and um, you know, hit them on the shoulder and hit them on the leg. And you are being trained to not react because our human biological animal instinct is to react, to protect, to lash out when you are being attacked. It is something that takes training, but it is doable. Now, so, let's, let, let's go to the next layer. She's right, so you don't react anymore, and you don't do the things perhaps you were told that, you, you, that might make a difference. What makes the difference is a program like this. And we have ways of getting this information out that you have. Your opinion, in my opinion, my, your opinion, in my opinion, is right, is right on. And these kinds of things that you're doing right now through this kind of program and also other ways um, is, is going to make the difference. And uh, ways of getting out the information in, 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 and I would say soft ways that people will go and believe. Most people will not, who believe, um, who don't believe what you believe, will not even tune into this. So there's a bridge to cross there. And if they see that you're a compassionate person, if they see your life is beautiful and filled with love, they may listen. If they see you're a rebel, they may not. And that's the difference. You see where we're going there? 
Right. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm also, as I listen, I'm, I'm realizing that maybe I wasn't clear because I don't go out and do the protest thing and all that. Mm-hmm. What I do is, is share information. What I do is, is look at the, the legal things and say, what, what can we work with? How can yep. we take this? Into the That's what I'm talking about being no, fiery. That is yeah. right. And that is not a knee-jerk reaction. That is a planned, um, compassionate action as far as I'm concerned. How can you get information out in a gentle way that shows people there may be something here for you to look at that you have not considered? Um, take a look. And it, it's I guess there is a um, – can can I give you an example of something that Crian gave a long time ago? Sure. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Imagine a future where you have a presidential election, just like we do today and have had now, and you have both candidates on the DS and they're ready to have a debate, and it's going to be a national debate. And Crian has listed – he's done this a couple of times now to show you something. The um, – First guy steps up, and he starts to do what they've done for years and years. He blasts the other guy, tells him like he's a smoke marijuana when he was a little kid, and he's an idiot, and why should you ever vote for him? And besides, you know, uh, his wife is a lesbian, and uh, <laughs> all of the things that, that that we see today. And then he goes on to say, and I can do a better job. So and then he sits down, and the other guy gets up, and he starts to say, my opponent – is a patriot. He's like I am. He believes in America, and he, and here's the things that he's done for this country. And he starts to list his achievements. And you wouldn't be standing there and run for president unless you had achievements. And he starts to praise him and tell him, you know, he says, and all these things, the two of us stand here just with different ideas, but we want you to know and understand that we are both interested and we both love this country. And this is why we're here on this DS today. I think I can do a better job because here's how I feel. Now, you get, if you get that comparison, which guy are you going to be attracted to? And the answer is more and more, you're going to be attracted to the guy who's mature who never blasted the other guy, who has the maturity not to have blasted the other guy because he's not a bully like the other guy. And Crian says, that's catchy, and that's what you're going to see more and more of. So the challenge for us is to be that guy. In other words, to look mature instead of being uh, rebellion in the way we present the information we want to present, which is diametrically, uh, diametrically opposed, of course, to the other one. There are ways of doing this that look more mature, and it doesn't have the rhetoric in it. And the um, uh, you know you don't start by blasting the other guys. You start by explaining things that are perhaps better, or or you should look at, without making the other people um, villains. There's ways of doing this, and then they look at it. Do you see where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that does make sense. Well, we've come right up on a break again, and we are listening to Reality Through Resonance with our guest Lee Carroll and Monica Morani. We'll be right back. Seventy-two vaccines. Your children will get, um, as of right now, before they're eighteen, and that number is doubling very quickly in the near future. And guys, the thing that bothered me so much is I had no idea back then in '98 that there were a lot of people talking about vaccines. But what I know now, and what I learned in 2010, and your listeners have to understand this: 
in 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And let me say that again. Um, 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. This should be very eye-opening to anybody out there because what they're telling you that now is if you vaccinate your children, you have to deal with the consequences because they've just told you that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And more so that now, in 2018, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Dr. Bigtree put in the Health and Freedom of Information Act to have the safety studies released, okay? If your listeners don't know this, in 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Act which said the vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. But Reagan said, look, if we're going to give them blanket liability, we've got to at least make them do safety studies every other year. Not every year, but every other year. So they sued to have those safety studies released. And we've always heard that vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. But when they got the report back, it was 100% empty. Not one single safety study has been done on any of the vaccines since 1986. This should be very, very, very disturbing to all you guys. And that's what began to wake me up as far as vaccines were my children back in 98 when the medical doctors couldn't give me the safety studies. Guys, this is Christopher Key. Never forget it. It's Christ Ofer. Christ is in me. He's in my name. Never forget my last name. It's Key, K-E-Y. God's given us the keys to unlock the doors that Satan never wanted unlocked, and we do it for our children. I so enjoyed the show tonight. The other side of the news is beyond fabulous. Welcome back. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. This show is entitled Reality Through Resonance. And tonight, our special guests are Lee Carroll and Monica Murami. Good evening, Lee. Good evening, Monica. Uh, this is Timothy. I, uh, I'm enjoying the conversation very much so far. I still have a few questions I'd like to, uh, to put you away, if I may. Um, going back to my sort of upbringing, uh, I was very aware that um, I was stepping out of my programming or my expected sort of programmed path at the age of around 11. I, I became quite allergic to the religious teachings at my school. Um, I'm not to say that they were negative. It's just something which I felt that was um, something which each individual uh, is a part of the whole universe. Uh, so I think in a, in a similar way that you're explaining that each of us is born, born divinely, I think that I, I could agree with that in, in a, you know, using different words. Um, I then went on to uh, go through Reiki, uh, so I had a very similar entry maybe to Monica, and that went on to Awakening Light Body with uh, Oren and Darben and so on. So I'm, I'm very open to... Um, what can I say, signals 
in the universe. I'm very open to expanding my mind to see what there is out there to experiment with new sensations to try and form a new language and then understand that language from from the universe. Um, what I wanted to sort of specifically ask you is that clearly you, you've accumulated a great deal of knowledge from uh, channeling Cryon over the years. I wonder what Cryon gets out of you. Is it, is it two-way traffic lead? Always. Timothy, can I ask your age? Uh, 53. You're an indigo child. I don't know if you knew that. Have you ever heard the term? I've certainly heard the term, but I've never really understood what it means. What that is, is uh, just, it's an expression that um, um, we, wrote a, we wrote a book called The Indigo Children. It was a Hay House bestseller, and that was, oh my goodness, 15 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with children being born that are more aware and then consciousness. And if you had that happen at 11, I'll tell you, you're an indigo child. Most children don't go there. <laughs> you, in fact, um, one of the things I wanted to say to you, to the audience, and I'll get to your question in a minute, that you. um, your, uh, we're, our audiences um, for years and years and years have been over 40, and now they're under 40. And uh, we've seen it in social media. We are starting to attract lots and lots of young people. And that's different because the um, the youth is not normally at that age or even in their teens or even in their early 20s interested in these kinds of things. Now they are. And we're starting to see this uh, radically. That's a, that's the result of what Crime channeled all those 15 years ago, that there would be children born coming into this planet uh, with a higher consciousness and it would show right away. In other words, they would reject the church. They would reject, reject certain things in school because they thought that they saw the dysfunction. So they were they were children seeing the dysfunction of uh, society and also religion and all. I believe that is one of that you're one of those because you're a seeker. <laughs> As a, I, I love that. The thing with crying is a two way street and always has been. The um, I, I I can tell you that I've had. Um, Many times when I have uh, wrung my hands because I didn't know what was happening, and I have story after story after story, where crying has put me through the ringer so that I can teach others what it's like. And also so I can teach others what some of the reactions that spirit has where you're, you're praying and you get no answer or you pray for a specific thing and it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, and, and instead you get something better. And what those, uh, what that's like and why. So um, you might say I'm the testing ground and always have been. And now I'm okay with it and I'm used to it. And I, because I know that it's always it always comes out better than I thought. <laughs> so, it sounds like it sounds like Cryon is not only giving you software upgrades but also hardware upgrades by yes, giving you uh, scenarios to, to solve. <laughs> oh yeah, and so our hardware, of course, you might say, is our body, mm-hmm. and uh, and so sure, and being put through certain kinds of things so that you will feel it um, very strongly and you'll know what it's like, and then you'll be able to to turn to somebody else and said, I went through this and uh, here's what spirit showed me. And, and it's, uh, it's a lot better coming from somebody I think who's been through it than not, especially when you're dealing with some of these very, very esoteric things. What's it like to shift dimensions? And Krein has talked about that. Now you kind of like, um, I think when we were beginning talking about multiple universes and we're walking through this or that, there has always been the feeling in, uh, from some light workers, some old souls, that 
uh, and you've probably heard this, there were, were living in multiple worlds. And there's there's the you somewhere else, perhaps living in another dimension, doing these thing, kinds of things, multiple yous all over the place. And that happens so often. It's often it, – it, it, there has to be something that perhaps is um, like that. And Crian pegged it. He said, you are living in multiple dimensions, all of you. And some of you then are changing those – you're changing dimensionality when you become more aware. So in your seeking, every time you find something Kim, that was uh, that was more truthful to you, that you used and that improved your uh, – upgraded your hardware or your yes. software, you, you actually – change slightly the dimension you're in while living with everyone else in other dimensions. And this explains why you can meet somebody who has absolutely nothing in common with you and you see they have no interest and it almost seems like, you know, they never will and they're living on another planet and they're not interested in anything but, uh, you know, drinking their beer and having a good time. And you go, you know, you, you say, what happened to that person? and What's going on? Did, are you still there? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm fascinated. Yes. Okay. Feedback. Yeah, there's something happening. Yeah. Anyway, so it, we do live in multiple dimensions, and we are just changing dimensionality when that happens. And it, that's what it feels like to me, too. I think it, it explains a lot of why we, uh, those of us who move to another level, uh, feel so differently about ourselves and about our bodies and about reality. Um, and, and when you look backwards, take a look at who you were 10 years ago. And w- mm. Is it the same dude, as they say here in California? The answer is, uh-uh, you no. are vastly different, and that's because you've changed dimensionality. Well, well, I think that there are two very conscious decisions I made early on, and one is that uh, I would be very careful about what information I'd led into my head, and I think uh-huh. that's, that's led me to a place where you know, I, I do not tune into television programming, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still uh, study what is happening in the world very, very carefully. And I'm also very careful of where the sources come from and which sources they are. Uh, the, the other conscious decision I made was to evolve in my own lifetime. And mm-hmm. that may sound uh, a very silly sentence in a way, but yes, humanity evolves over thousands of years or millions of years, perhaps. But the point is, if you can actually evolve yourself in your own lifetime and make better decisions next year than you could have done last year, then I think that that's something which we we should all warm to. It's so obvious; it's right in front of our face. But it's, uh, it's a lot of people don't seem to do somehow. Well, I think you. Um, you <laughs> I just wrote your script uh, <laughs> because this this is what we teach. There is. Let me let me say uh, there are those who say that um, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, why are we starting to change God? And the answer is we're not. We're starting to change ourselves. Our perception of the divine is a certain way and it's a certain way 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 100 years ago that is what is evolving and so as we understand more about our mastery and our divinity within we evolve and that then changes the the scheme of what we do with it and and there are those who are very upset with crying because crying said you know now you have new tools now you don't have to do this now you don't have to you know face west and hold your mouth right in order to pray a certain way which even in metaphysics has been there the rules and crying said use spiritual logic it's not helping you it's not helping anyone and so get get on with it and then you you realize that it's it's all about what you have just said 
it's an, um, upgrading yourself. It's being more mature. It's changing yourself and your perception to your own spirituality, your own magnificent. It's like we're peeling the onion of who we are, and eventually we reach the spiritual core. And that's always been the teaching of cryon. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing, too, is may I tell everyone here, um, don't watch the news. Does that sound familiar? Don't watch the news. It is programming. It is programmed with music. It's entertainment. Uh, it, it only presents one side. I saw this clearly when COVID began, and this was in February and March of 2020. They gave you all the statistics except one. They told you how many people were getting it. Do you remember back then? You tune in. They told you who was dying, how many deaths, how many getting and how many deaths, and they never showed recovery. They never had a chart that showed recovery, and it was over 90%, even at that time. There's good news there, and they are invested in showing you the bad news so you'll buy their products. And so it is a, it's a fear machine, and it cranks, and it's a very, very well-known fear machine. They know how marketing works, and they're using it. You go find, and this is, this is the Timothy 101, you go find uh, sources you trust and read it instead of watching it, because when you read it, you're um, more apt to get real journalism. There's no journalism on television. They're, they're entertainers. That's how they're selected, folks. They look good. They talk good. And they can read a teleprompter. They're not journalists, even though they may have gone to journalist school. Now, they can write to me, uh, but I know people who have been in that situation and quit because of it. So I'm more familiar than you think. So I'll just tell you, find what you want to read at the, the sources you trust and select it and read it. And that was going to give you a whole better idea of what's going on. Timothy, I also loved that you mentioned you were very careful about what you put into your consciousness and your brain. Crying gave a beautiful channel and it was called No Delete Key. And the whole premise is because once things go into your brain, there is no delete key. So then obviously the question goes, well, how do you then deal with things from our past that are already in there where there is no delete key? And I just want to share a quote from Cryon that addressed that exact issue in that channel. Please do. Yeah, because Cryon says, as you discover the way light works, there becomes a great deal more light than you alone have created in your quest. It's almost like the very cells of your body have been waiting for your consciousness to turn on the light. Then you begin to have help that you never had before the time you made your intent to peel the onion. And it's peeling the onion into the layers that create those um, you know, things you don't want to delete. And then Cryon says, this is the multidimensional secret answer to why there is no delete key in your brain because you actually have something better. And it's the revelation that we turn on the light and we have help from spirit because spirit sees our intent and that the light and truth will dissolve and shrink away all fear and reveal truth unto itself. Makes great sense. Thank you, Monica. May I ask you, Monica, is clearly we, in this show, which we actually started uh, around March of 2020, simply because 
we wanted to create an alternative to the mainstream media, uh, which which we felt was wholly, you know, wholesale unreliable at that time. So we, we started on uh, shaky feet, and we evolved the show. Uh, we're now this is what the 80, 82nd show I think we've done, um, and we've we've none of us are journalists, none of us are um, radio people. But the point is that we all felt, Aneta, Kinti, and myself, and also Andrew uh, earlier, and Keith in the background um, helping us with the controls, we, we all do this purely on a voluntary level just because we feel it's very important to put out what we consider to be the truth. And uh, we don't say it's the truth because we just want to say it's the truth. We, we say it's the truth because we find some verification or some form of uh, references to back this up. And the sad thing is in this world is, is at the moment there is so much censorship uh, of the truth. And I think that two very key examples of that are two countries you've already mentioned tonight, uh, Monica, Australia mm-hmm. and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. They seem to be getting the brunt of this wave of uh, change. Um, is, is there a reason you think it, that they are being pinpointed in Canada, the UK as well, America as well, of course, but particularly Australia and New Zealand seem to be bearing the brunt of this uh, tyranny and aggression. I think they have the biggest barrier to push through. When you look at the difference between cultures of East and West, uh, there really has been a fork in the road that has created different values that those societies uphold to. And definitely we're seeing it play out in just even the area of medicine where we had this pathway where let's begin with the indigenous and what they knew and what they know, how Gaia holds the secrets to the answers for our illnesses and cooperation with our health. And even if you look at the Ananu, who are the indigenous Aboriginal within the centre of Australia, they're healers, the Nankari. Mm -hmm. They heal the spirit to heal the body and the mind. And so that's been our birthright as we've Evolved, And then all of a sudden this pathway began where we went down the pathway of allopathic medicine. And that, I feel, has kind of come to its limit as to where it can go in terms of evolution into the next aspect, which we know now we have quantum biology and there are even more powerful than allopathic methods is consciousness. Absolutely. That is a big mm. player in it. Mm. And so I, I feel that, you know, there's that system, that trajectory we were on, which has to come to an impasse. And perhaps what we're seeing play out is that dysfunction at its highest level so that it can collapse and have a new system emerge. And I, I do find it shocking to hear the news of what goes on in Australia and New Zealand and perhaps part of it too is that 
populations, it's hard for people that don't live in those areas to really understand our populations are quite small. So I'm here with Lee in California and there are more people in population size in all of California than there are in the whole of Australia. And so when they decide that they want to mobilise the police and the medical area and the army, they have more of the resources available to enforce things that come mm-hmm. out. And so that's what we see. And then when you have media that's cop- operating to feed you information as to why this is being done for your benefit, there is more of a uh, ability to want to comply. But I do feel that truth will seek its highest level and we're still in the shaking up of change. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something you just said that made a reaction in my mind. In the same way as Lee was saying earlier, how Cryon was perhaps creating um, or guiding him to create experiences that could uh, he could then solve and overcome to to gain a, a stronger understanding or perhaps upgrade his hardware or software as we, we talked mm-hmm. about in a sort of a uh, slightly offhand way, offhand but comical way and in a way. Mm-hmm. I wonder in a larger picture if perhaps the the indigenous inhabitants of Australia are perhaps some of, among the oldest, most ancient civilizations or cultures, original cultures on this planet. And in, in some ways you have the the sort of the yin-yang between the, mm-hmm. the, the new wave of tyranny and, and aggression through this, uh, you know, the COVID mm-hmm. experience. But on the other hand, as you said, you have a, a group of people which are still intimately um, connected with Gaia mm-hmm. and, and heal in, in, a, in a very different way from the allopathic method, which is, let's face it, 100, 100 years old or some 110 years old. Uh, so maybe this is the crucible that's been set up to see or to experience or, or to create the reaction which will then perhaps follow through the rest of the planet as, as a wave of, of new new change in consciousness. Yes, I, I feel that as well. Mm. Thought, thought of the day for me anyway. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, yes. It will, it will, you know, things are not always as they seem. This is one of the phrases Cryon uses. And part of what we can do is to visualize what we want to see unfold and have it in our memory as something that is now a past experience. That's called pulling the future into your now reality. And if we look at this as a catalyst for the veil to come down for many people that otherwise would not even be remotely interested in seeing beyond what there is to see. Mm. Lee, do you think there is a possibility for everyone to ultimately evolve to hear the voice, the, the voice of Cryon or perhaps their own Cryon, their own version of Cryon? Do you think everybody has the capability when they're ready? Yes, I do. And that's the, um, well, there's even been some um, figures that Cryon has given and says, 
when one half of one percent of the planet is aware, it's going to change everything. And we are we are closer to that than you think, because there are others in other countries um, that we don't even know about who are coming on board. And this is not a quickie. Um, I believe that we're looking at a, a 50 to 100 year plan here for those kinds of things to happen. But in the process, um, it has, the catalyst is what we're going to do with uh, everything that you've mentioned. What we need to bring back, in my opinion, and will come back, is the ability to debate. And that has been taken from us. We need a full disclosure. That has been taken from us. But it will occur. And when it does, that's when people are going to say, never again. And then you'll have the laws put in place to prevent it from happening again, just like we've done in the past. And that's going to take a while. But I believe that is coming. Now, the, the worst thing about everything that's happening right now is they've taken away our um, ability to debate. And that is something we always had as Americans. Um, that's, I think, what people are starting to look at. Why can't we even talk about it in the open? Why do you have to censor us? Why, what are you afraid of? And again, Crian says, follow the money, and you'll find why. Uh, I actually feel that this is created a global community in a way that has not been experienced before. No one is going through this alone as a single country. And we have the internet now. So when Crayon said, when everybody can see what everybody else is doing, you're, it's going to reveal things and things that have always happened can no longer happen. So basically the lights are turned on. Everyone can see what's happening in everyone else's backyard. And when you start having a country that starts resolving its issues and moving forward, you can't then, it's like a dam bursts open and the floodgates come out with the water. You cannot stop it from flowing and people are going to demand integrity. People are going to demand truth. It, it'll be a wave that you cannot stop and there'll be precedent because everyone can see what is happening elsewhere. I, I totally agree that truth is unstoppable. It's mm. It's not a, there's no other way. It's just a question of how quickly we can get there and, and how we can minimize the casualties along the way, I believe. Um, but what I hear from both of you this evening is that you're looking from the sort of high altitude that this wave of tyranny and aggression will pass. The truth will come out and the world will become a better place. So I thank you very much for those positive, uh, positive lights. You're welcome. That's what we teach, and you're right. That's what we feel. <laughs> Annette, Gintia, would you like to come in? Uh, yes. I, this, is, this is really wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, just sitting back and listening to all of this and thinking, Really, this is it's great. I, I love the idea of this worldwide thing that you bring up, Monica, that we have not only the lights coming on and showing the, the grunge and dirt everywhere around the planet, but I personally have experienced uh, the division in my family. Uh, I am a, a standalone, let's just say, and uh, I, I pretty well lost my family over this, which is unfortunate. Um, 
that's why I don't even have to consider wearing a mask <laughs> at a holiday dinner. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I have also gained a family all over the planet, and I've gained I've gained family in this in my, what I call my patriot family um, in the United States, but all over the world. And I think uh, that's a, a thing that's that's happening that's really beneficial. And uh, do you see that happening with a lot of people, or where do you see that going? Oh yeah, it, you know it's it's the thing where a few start, and so, there's usually a catalyst. The catalyst is often uh, a whistleblower, or a movie, or an article somehow, or something happens out of the blue that nobody expected, and it happens in a high place that they can't stop. And then you know, then you got you get to see the cascading effect. That's the way I think this one will will unfold as well. Mm, I think so too, and I think we're on the precipice of it. I I, I really believe that it's going to be a, a merry Christmas and a very nice start of a new year. Huh, that's my feeling. Maybe I'm just projecting out there, but we can do that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, the, the things that don't pass the smell test. Here's your vaccine; it's going to help you. Oops. Well, uh, you need another booster because uh, why is that you need a booster? Well, you just do, and it's that, does that mean that the vaccine didn't work the first time? No, no, it did. It's you just need another booster. Oh, wow, we need another booster. That's number three. Oops, here comes another thing, and you may need another vaccine and another. Oh, when does it stop? And every time they give a vaccine. So Somebody gets paid. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and go, wait a minute. You know, oh, is this really the way it's supposed to work? You yeah. know, that's that, that's where it's going. <laughs> and just as a rider, if there is anyone listening who has had the vaccine and then becomes all of a sudden concerned, one of the messages from Cryon is that, again, our consciousness has the ultimate mastery over our biology. So hold fast that you are the light, you are the change that the planet has been looking for. Your consciousness trumps over anything going on in your biology and just continue to radiate your glowing light. I mean, you go into a spontaneous remission and mm-hmm. all the things that the body can change within itself and eliminate cancer and change its chemistry. It means that you can void all the things that are inappropriate, pass them through. So that that's also the good news. We didn't even touch on that one, but that's very esoteric. Mm. Well, I this is Kintia again, and I'm so grateful to hear that because my son, like that mother, took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's been a very tough journey for me personally in, in in my heart. Yes. So I'm happy to hear this news. Yeah. Mm. And so the best thing you can do is visualize benevolence for him. You could even just every night do energetic healing with him and visualize going in and uh, surrounding every cell with light and doing it from a distance and energetically and just let him know no matter what you love him well yeah we're on that page we just Mm. hugged each other last night so i love the idea of doing energetic healing thank Mm -hmm. you for that yeah yeah really and and your whole time with us is a gift i find it very illuminating um that you can speak about the contrasts that are going on. And like you say, you're not in reaction. You're, you're in a, there's a serene place that I feel coming from you as you're facing this. And so many 
you know, they look at what's going out there and they're terrified. So it's refreshing to feel the energy coming from both of you as you are speaking about these things that are, are huge contrast. <laughs> and for those who say, well, you guys are just Pollyanna people, you know, uh, we, we've seen this before and we're, we're headed for the toilet and it's doom and gloom. I say to everybody, talk to me in a few years because I would like to show you how it happened. <laughs> Which again, there again, you had mentioned the 50, hundred years. So I'm glad you said yes, a few right. years. We don't have, we'll see it in our lifetimes. Well, the question, the question was really about um, how long will it take for everyone to begin to see the light? And that was oh, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I about believed. the end of COVID. <laughs> not 50 years. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Well, it's been a great honor to have you on the show with us. I'm just totally delighted and inspired. Thank happy you to be so here. much. Well, happy to be here and wishing everybody holiday cheer. Uh, blessings for us for the holiday season and just remember joy is sacred so joy find sacred. find your joy and do that <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> happy holidays happy holidays i just want to add that i am ever so grateful for our amazing audience that has helped this show to grow and has listened and shared their gems many of which I've posted on the site. Your support means a lot to us and has helped the show to keep going. And we look forward to sharing with you and spending time with you in this coming year. Merry Christmas. I also would like to say thank you to our audience. Thank you for all of your support, your input, and it keeps us going here. And we're hoping that you're all having a wonderful holiday season and going to be back in the new year with us on our new platform. And we're looking forward to bringing you even more interesting interviews and exciting things. And I do believe that we are going to have a fabulous 2022. Just you wait. Happy holidays. So despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, and to stop acquiescing. Stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. And remember, you were born with power and you wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of the other side of the news. This 83rd edition is entitled Reality Through Resonance and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders, and together with Kintia and Aneta, offer special thanks to our guests, Dee Carroll and Monica Murani. We wish you all a Merry Christmas and look forward to reconnecting with you on our next edition next Friday. Good night.